Hello, everyone. I'm Contessa of Wrestling.com. I'm joined by Robert D. Fleece to talk about the Roman Reigns show, or I mean, Friday Night SmackDown. Robert, right. how are you doing this? this no, 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 no. You had it right. It's the Roman Reigns <laughs> show. This man, Owens Fridays, I don't care what promotion is on the air or what's happening. This man, Owens Friday Nights. I mean, he does. Like, I, I, I guess maybe for the first time last night, I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, SmackDown does so much better. It flies by. But then I was like, well, wait, you know, the first call it at least half an hour are all Roman Reigns. The, the last half an hour or at least like 20 minutes are usually Roman Reigns in some capacity. So, uh, yeah, it's a and Roman like, sandwich, really. And it's a good one. It's a good sandwich. I mean, this man, he's still killing it. And we'll, and we'll talk about it before we do this. I want to remind you all of this show, like everything we do, we do here at WrestleZone is available on any number of streaming platforms or at SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So leave a like and subscribe. So Robert, the uh, I guess it was last week. There was a report that Roman would be facing Rey Mysterio at Hell in a Cell after the what we saw last week, where he beat down Rey and Dominic, and that's what we're getting in the Hell in a Cell match. Uh, Rey challenged Roman uh, to a Hell in a Cell match because he heard his baby boy, he heard baby champ, and that can't stand. You know what though? I I wasn't down for that when he challenged him because I'm like, there's other matches that can kind of maybe get the, you know, um, get the match. But then Roman Reigns chucks Dominic's, Dominic out of the ring like he's a sack of filth. And it's it was just the best thing on TV last night. No, that was great. Uh, basically, Ray challenged Roman again. Did it, and it went, as you might expect, turned into a little beat down. And Dominic came out, tried to save his, his dad. And then Dominic just took a power bomb from the inside of the ring to the outside, and uh, yeah, it was it looked pretty brutal. And um, no, that was that was a good ending, man. I I, I like that. And uh, I mean, I will say, yeah, I didn't I didn't want this to be the Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, I, I, and like I think Cesaro and Seth Rollins makes more sense at this point, or you know, they have, like you said, they have other options. But they're pretty quickly heating this up here, where you know, uh, Reigns beat down Ray's son, and that that's a very easy way to kind of. I guess justify a Hell in a Cell match where it's about this, uh, this you know, revenge for 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 Ray for for on Dominic's behalf from Ray. So, I mean, it's going to be a good match. There's no question about that. The the result will not be uh, in any in any doubt, but I think it will be a good match. It will be a good chance for Ray uh, to really be in that main event spot, even in a in a one off situation like this. You know, it's hard to like, complain too too much, but I do think that probably didn't need to be Hell in a Cell. But then I guess you could you could sell that story more about the brutality and, and Reigns just really beating him up. Uh, and that, that, that's what Eddie Zahar here is saying, that the, the power bomb was brutal, or he was saying the power bomb was insane. The Hell in a Cell match will be even more brutal. Uh, yeah, I mean... So, I, I love Ray. I think Ray is legitimately one of the legends of wrestling. And he's never been in a Hell in a Cell match. Yes. So I fair. think that that's really cool that he's getting this moment and it's with a guy right now that's on fire and you can't downplay the roman reigns factor he is the best thing this company has by a mile and he's going to take this and hopefully make it one of the better modern hell in a cell because listen hell in a cell if I was sitting here into a tier list of Hell in a Cell, all the modern ones would be on the back end of that. But, you know, Ray's got a chance here to really stand out and make it a good match with Roman Reigns. Yeah, I mean, it's really remarkable where Ray, you know, he's still going very strong. He's still 
obviously not necessarily in his prime, but he's definitely more than capable of putting on a good match. And you put him in there with Roman, and you've got to assume the story will. I mean, it's already been. I, I like how they're you know framing the story, and they'll have one more week next week to and put up even more. And then by the time uh, the pay per view comes around, I mean that, that the storyline you know, kind of tells itself. I'm looking forward to it. If you remember last year with the the Hell in Cell, Jay Jay Uso, Roman and Jay there, they put on a great performance as well. So I, I'm expecting something similar where, similar where it's very uh, story driven and very like almost theatric. And I I think you know some people didn't necessarily care for that as much, but I think if they find that right balance of that brutality and that storytelling, I think uh, we're going to be in for something special. So even beyond that, there's the race stuff, but then this, the, maybe even the, the meteor substance last night was the continuing drama with the reigns and the Usos and man, Roman reigns was like super uh, manipulative last night where he was basically like turning the the brothers against each other, making it clear that he wanted uh, Jimmy to quote, or Jay to quote unquote, take care of Jimmy. And then in the end, he turned right around and was like, I can't believe you did that. You did that to your brother when, when Jimmy, uh, caught, I guess, got upset and caused Jay to kind of walk out in the situation. I thought that was just brilliant. Uh, he's really just like he's a, he's a puppeteer pulling the strings here. Uh, I'm just loving everything these guys are doing. I mean, it's yeah, just, absolutely you know, phenomenal. they're they're really capturing lightning in a bottle with Roman Reigns. And he's one of the people that I'm concerned with when they leave the Thunderdome. Because we won't get these performances of this good acting. And I mean, I know we hate when wrestling gets compared to acting, but like, this is the way to do it right. You know, this is the way to tell good stories while acting and while presenting the more entertaining side of professional wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. I, I noticed that last night as well, maybe even more than in recent weeks where every little thing Roman did, like the way he'd look at Jay or, you know, just this very subtle things or, you know, I just you could really tell that it's, it's, it's this true performance rather than just a character cutting a promo or or telling the story. It's really this this acting performance. And to me, that is, that is a notable difference, especially and it's becoming a very common narrative now where like every passing week, Roman's turning in these great performances with his character. And you've got to just feel like it's only a matter of time. He's already in Hobbs and Shaw, but you've got to feel like sooner or later this man's going to get his own uh, huge, you know, opportunity outside WWE. Because who who wouldn't want this guy, you know, in a movie or whatever it might be? You know, I, he, he's a he's a movie star. You know, literally, when we we get the opportunity to see him every week, um, and he's definitely going places. And I do want to say, last night especially. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here every week saying, oh, Reigns is doing great. Reigns is awesome. The USOs are killing it as well. Uh, we got a couple segments last night where at one point they were backstage and Jay basically said, like, you know, I'm in the middle of it. Like, I'm in the middle here. What do you want me to do? Like, Jimmy was trying to say, like, you know, what you're in the wrong here. You've been, you know, going along with Roman. But then Jay was like, I'm in the middle. You know, this is really selling that that complicated aspect. of This is family. This is not simply, you know, good and evil, right and wrong. Um, so I think it's important to recognize their uh contributions and, and their performances as well because this every everything's clicking here it's a very very um rare situation here for WWE where the storyline everything's working so so far and we've talked about before where, where we had worried it was kind of losing its steam or or that it wouldn't be able to draw it out but jimmy comes back and it really just you know it gets better and better and i i i'm surprised about that because you know we we're here months ago i was like oh i can't get better than this but it has so we're still going strong here uh heading into the summer and uh I mean, I still think we we eventually we got to get Roman and Jimmy. That, that really does feel like where we're going. I, I uh, see. Now I don't know. I don't know because he kind of said, "You want to fight? Let's fight." And Roman backed off and kind of. 
put the focus elsewhere. And now, if you do a match next week for the tag team titles, let's say, where the Usos take the titles off of Ray and Dominic, now that plays into the Roman match, that plays into the Usos thing. They can all be the United family. I don't know if uh, we will be seeing Jimmy fight Roman. I would agree, or at the very least, maybe they're taking the long game where they've kind of like, they came in with this and it pretty quickly turned into Jimmy confronting Roman, but then maybe they'll backpedal and like, and go over that, the the tribe having all the titles. And then maybe later on they will do that, which leads me to my next point where we're still talking about Roman Reigns. Uh, this past week, big, uh, big report broke that John Cena reportedly coming back, maybe at least in the, in the plan for SummerSlam. Uh, and he would be facing Roman Reigns, uh, pres- obviously, presumably for that universal title. And boy, is that a big match. I mean, you talk about a generational matchup. Uh, John Cena, obviously the former face of the company, and now Roman Reigns, former face of the company, now in, in a different way. He's a heel, but he is like, he is WWE at this point. He is what everyone points to as like, this is the best WWE has done what they can do today. Like, that's Roman Reigns. So that will be a potentially huge matchup. And that's what Eddie Zahari is saying. Reigns will probably keep the title no matter what until SummerSlam. Uh, and then if we do get Roman Cena, that'll be a blockbuster match. Imagine the pencil promos there, especially with Roman uh, doing uh, in this great role here. Like you said, he's really uh, just killing every week. Um, I'm definitely forward to that. I think you know, we, we were talking about, I think last week, you know, we, we missed one wrestling. It was fun. You bring in John Cena, put him against this, you know, uber that, bad that, guy. You that know. is fun. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to that one. I think that'll be awesome. And I'm very much looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, presumably if Cena does come back on that first SmackDown with fans back, that's just over a month away now. So we are on the home stretch here until maybe wrestling will be fun again. So Yeah, well, then you get the reports about like The Rock for Survivor Series. And it seems like they're potentially trying to anchor these four main shows around Roman Reigns. The only thing I don't like is... A report came out the other day that they're trying to make SummerSlam uh, WrestleMania. And I'm like, they did WrestleMania, though. And they, you know what I mean? They they did that, and they did in front of people. I think it's offensive to be like, ah, let's let's call SummerSlam WrestleMania. I don't know if I would agree that it's offensive. I see what you're saying, where, like, the people who perform in WrestleMania, they're... Frame, like it's always framed like it's the biggest show of the year so then yeah you are doing them kind of a discredit but i mean looking back on it like yeah the wrestlemania card was good you had you know edge and that's what i'm sure dana bryan uh drew and bobby this you know clash with these two main event guys on raw and you had a bunch of good matches sasha and bianca obviously but i do feel like uh as michael kent saying wrestlemania didn't have a, some of these big names so um and they because they couldn't you couldn't have john cena on the card you couldn't have and any number of other people and now maybe some of the ability to have some of these people back in the fold you know it's, it's i don't blame them for for wanting to take that approach or at the very least you know it's obvious maybe the WrestleMania comparison is obvious but for just to in a more loose sense of saying okay they really want to make it the biggest show of the year because they can rather than WrestleMania, they kind of had to do the best they could i think there is kind of a, a dividing line there um so i don't know i i, I i'm hopeful i mean you know, I'm hopeful that, you know, in front of a live, a live crowd again, some of these names coming back, it will be a great show. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it kind of stacks up uh, against WrestleMania in that sense. Like, will it be, will it feel like a bigger show? Will, will it, it be a bigger show? 
Um, and we're getting just on that note, we're getting a question about Brock Lesnar, uh, potentially returning uh, at SummerSlam. And there's a report that he's not in the plans, and that's not confirmed. No, he's in the but... plans, all right. He was on SmackDown last night. You didn't see him. He was to Ding Dong Hello. They put the graphic up. He's apparently the WWE champion with Paul Heyman. Amazing. That was pretty stuff. wacky. Yeah. That's... I don't know about that. I don't know how in God's name that was able to fly. What what did they do? Hit B and go, okay, go with that one. Like <laughs> I, I don't understand that at all. Yeah, that's a big, big uh, snafu or whatever you want to phrase it. And you can probably imagine somebody uh at the very least got a, a good chewing out last night because that people caught on that. That that started to get uh, a good amount of steam uh, last night when people kind of noticed that. But uh I don't I know. Right. Is Bailey on talking smack? Because I wish they'd play that up a little bit. She might be. I don't even know at this point, but um, man, I I'm very, very regardless. I'm very excited. Um, you know that that John Cena Roman Roman Reigns match uh, that if it happens, obviously that that will be something special. And then yeah, the rumor that or report that uh, The Rock will be at Survivor Series, potentially setting that up. You know, suddenly we're in, we're looking at two dream matches becoming reality if if, uh, if the if the cards fall the right way. You know, I know The Rock is a WrestleMania match. But the New Yorker in me is like, hey, listen, if you can do Rock and Reigns in New York City, I think that's what you should do. Like, I think you should just do it. Because if you can frame it right, it's kind of a match that doesn't need the belt. Right? right? Because we did the Rock coming back. Ironically, we did the Rock coming back at SummerSlam at uh, Star Series 10 years ago. Yeah. So we don't need to do the rock again, but I'd like to see the match and I'd like to see it without any uh, titles on the line just so that, hey, maybe Roman wins. That's a good, it's a good, you know, point of thought. Like, I, if it's for the title, I don't see him giving the title to the rock, but then if it's not for the title, I don't see, I don't see the rock winning that match either way necessarily. You know, the, the if it's you know that's the big plan for Roman versus The Rock, like because then you know I just say like what's the point? But like you know, what's the point? Like if, if Roman loses, like you know that feels like it'd be a step back for him. You know, I, I, not to be in the ring of The Rock. I'm saying if he loses that match, then that would kind of take the wind out of the sails a little bit. But regardless, that is a ways away, and it will be interesting to see how long this title reign lasts. But at the very least, in the meantime, I don't think it's going to end anytime soon. Speaking of titles, we got uh, a tag team match with Paulo Cruz and Sami Zayn facing Kevin Owens and Biggie. Boy, did they do some, some, some dancing, some dancing I, around a certain topic about a, about a man that took Biggie out that just is no longer with the company. They, uh, yeah, as you might expect, they completely ignored, uh, pretended that the Aleister Black attack from a couple weeks ago never happened. No acknowledgement, nothing. And you that's what you would expect. I'm just saying that it's its frustrating, yeah. man. Like, for me, I'm a big Aleister Black fan, and he got, he got released. And now there's a, a, at least a rumor a report that there's a pushback stage to bring him back. And as a WWE fan, I'm like, yeah, man, like, bring him back another chance. But then I'm like, no, this guy, <laughs> get him away from this place. But in he, my head, it's got to be like... They're sitting around and somebody goes, well, where is he? You know, like, what do you mean we let him go? 
it was abrupt. It was, I would agree the, the, the one report said that it was a feeling it was quote unquote premature. Yeah. The guy was released prematurely. You bring him back with this new character and they let him go and, and, and for what, you know, but I could sit here and talk about that for another hour, but regardless, we got big, biggie's back biggie. You know, they, he, that storyline with Alistair Black dropped, but at least biggie was back on TV this week. He was in the tag team match with Kevin Owens. These four guys continue to kind of battle it out for the IC title. Um, and we got this tie to match, and I was thinking, like, I wouldn't mind seeing another fatal four way for the title if they added the stipulation. Maybe not a ladder match. You got, uh, you got money in the bank, just just uh, oh, what? listen, what? ladder matches are just all the rage in this company. We're doing one on tomorrow night for the million dollar title, which it's is true. a sentence I never thought I'd say <laughs> in, tw- in 2021. There's a ladder match. For the million dollar championship at in your house that sounds like an e-fed but here we are you know uh honestly so i could see them doing a ladder match i more so see them just maybe kevin owens gets another match i wanted to see kevin and sammy and helen so i don't think i'll ever get my wish there but maybe apollo biggie again we haven't seen that match oh maybe you put that in the cell you know, like they, they they had a Nigerian drum fight. They had a what, what else did they do? They did they quite had, a few like, matches. They yeah, did, like nine matches on television for this title. And and uh, at this point, because the Alistair program scrapped, I don't know what's next for Biggie. They hinted that last night. He'll be in this. He'll be teaming again with Kevin Owens next week. I should say uh, Owens pins in the tag team match. Uh, and then Cruz said, "Oh, I'm, you know, I only lost this match because I was paired with an idiot like Sami Zayn." So they, uh, so you challenged Owens and Biggie to a match next week. And Commander Aziz will be making his entering debut in that tag team match. And I'm curious to see what he brings to the table. Like to me, the the, the AJ Styles almost comparisons are inevitable. And I'm curious to see kind of how how he compares to almost a guy that's oh, no. you know grown in in his short time over on raw and there there's a natural kind of similarity there and i'm 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 interested to see how that would be potentially different or if it'll essentially be the same thing on the two different brands but uh that's kind of what seems to be where we're going maybe we'll get a triple threat match you know sammy zane might get lo- uh, lost in the dust here uh and then maybe we'll do a triple threat that would make it at least a little different but what do you think about Commander Z's potentially debuting next week robert uh i think it's good i think he's been on television on and off for the last year so, you know, d- d- get him in the ring and get him crushing somebody's balls. He, I mean, like, that's what you need to do. This man crushes the human testicles with his bare hands. He needs to do that in front of an audience now. It'll, it'll get him over. I mean, that that's a pretty brutal visual. So if that's his calling card, there are worse ways to get over. But um, we're just talking about uh, Alice Black potentially coming back. There being some interest there. Fernando Nando with a question. Another report about Samoa Joe potentially being, uh, you know, uh, NXT, being on NXT's radar. They might want to bring him back as well. Uh, Robert, what do you think of this? For me, I like kind of like Alice Black. They they had the guy. They could have done something with him. They didn't. I loved John commentary, but I don't know what his best usage is if they bring it back. I'm sure he wants to wrestle, and I don't know if that would be in the cards for him if he did come back. What? But, but I mean, obviously, I I want the best for him, and I think that maybe he'd be better off else. Kind of like Alswag, maybe better better off elsewhere. So Fightful Select reported this. Sean Rossap uh, broke the news. I believe it was you know some midday yesterday that NXT is potentially interested in bringing. Samoa Joe back. There was a 
update to that later that he was around the performance center. But we do have takeover tomorrow. Joe Joe closed takeover the first time. Does he close takeover again? I just want to see him wrestle because Samoa Joe, like 10, 15 years ago, was the best professional wrestler, period. And when he got to WWE, I was excited. I felt like, you know, we'll get that match with John Cena. He was rumored for like two years for like a big WrestleMania program with John Cena, and they just never got it done. Uh, He was one of the guys I could have seen fighting The Undertaker. So Joe needs to go somewhere where he's appreciated. I kind of agree with you, whereas I want to see him anywhere. But at the same time, I'd be cool with seeing him pop up in AEW and choking out Kenny Omega. Yeah. Or an impact choking out Kenny Omega. Or really anywhere fighting somebody, but he has to be utilized. Yes. I mean, I will say just to go along with that rumor, if he, in, in a world where he does come back to NXT, I think, and he, and he gets to wrestle, I think for him, that'd be kind of a, a big factor, whether he could actually wrestle, because I would imagine he wants to. I would see matches with Adam Cole, Karrion Cross, Kyle O'Reilly even, Pete Dunne. Like, they, there are options with, you know, some of the top guys in, in NXT now that, you know, that weren't there when he was last in NXT. Obviously, a lot, a lot of time has passed, and it's a very different world in that sense. Um, so I, I could see the the intrigue there on both sides. Uh, but again, if if and only if Joe gets to wrestle in that sense. Otherwise, yeah, I would imagine he would want to go elsewhere. And when he when he first got released, it was very easy to say, oh, he could he could definitely go to AEW face Kenny Omega. He definitely or or impact in that sense. And from this Ronaldo pointing out, yeah, Joe uh versus Cross or Bronson Reed, nice big uh, meaty match there. So I think there there is some something you know compelling there. And there's something would, there, but I so here is my issue. I kind of want, even though Joe's older, Joe's probably what in his forties now. I think least. early forties. Yeah, I still want to see him main event WrestleMania. I think there, there's still meat on the bone there with the main roster, and I almost feel like NXT is kind of a step back. I want to see him main event WrestleMania. He's one of the guys who has the verbal skills and the physical ability to do it. And it feels like this would be a step back. I think that's fair. And, you know, I, I hate to say it, but then, you know, there are just unfortunately so many legends, talented people, all, even I'll say all time greats who just don't get that chance. And I, I would hope that it'd be, it'd be a bummer if that, if that were the case with Smell Joe, but at the same time, I don't know that if you were to come back, if they would, give him that chance, you know, and so then I would maybe feel that he would be better off getting a featured spot in AW or Impact or whatever. But nonetheless, I, I I think it's an eye-opening rumor or possibility at least either way. Um, so I'm just going to see what happens there. There's something else that uh, caught my eye last night and opened my eye. Otis shaved his beard and I'm, I, I'm shook. This man <laughs> looks so different. You know, the guy like, that was his look. He, he had the beard. Now he was. He did the caterpillar and everything. And yeah, like he's he's been a heel, but he's very baby face. Like yeah. literally, like Literally, literally, he's got a baby face now that he doesn't have this beard. Um, as somebody who just recently shaved, I will say sometimes you just need to, to change things. But I can't. This Otis thing, I'm not crazy with the look. I do enjoy the physicality and the presence that he brought because. 
he is a monster and deserves something after having the rug pulled out from under him in the latter half of 2020. Like, there are so many things that they could have done with that character. And now it seems lost. But hopefully they can get him back on the right track. I think they're getting him back on the the right track here, where we've talked about it before. I wasn't a big fan when they you know turned the heel kind of abruptly, because uh, I did I thought there had still been meat on the bone back then for his babyface character, even though he it kind of fallen off the rails. Uh, this this team with Chad Gable has been something good for him to get him on TV at least to give him uh, some you know give him a role on the show rather than sitting and catering at the very least. Uh, and, the, and in recent weeks, uh, we've seen American Alpha, the, this team with Gable feuding with the Street Profits. I like that. That way you kind of potentially build up both teams, give them a non-title storyline. I think that's kind of a, a recipe for success. And then last uh, last night, uh, Otis attacked Montez Ford in the ring, beat him down pretty brutally. And then after the show, they reported that uh, uh, Ford had suffered some, some rib injuries, likely, you know, in storyline. But uh, really selling that that brutality, that that monster aspect of Otis. So maybe that's a, a, an evolution in that sense, where um, you know, rather than I, we, we hasn't been the the fun caterpillar guy in a while, but even beyond just the you know Chad Gable's you know student, for like by word, now we're getting to see maybe this little uh, you know legit monster here, and then maybe that's something that could be you know a way to salvage this character that has been you know. Hamstrung in some ways, even just back when lost him with the key screws. Yeah, completely. I was, try- I was trying to be like, I was trying to be. I mean, a you're. I, I don't have the the patience for that. Like he was, he was screwed. He was. He had a huge year last year, and they're just like, eh. Let's just go in another direction. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, maybe I'm naive. I'm just hoping that hey, if they if this. Uh, you know, this again, this this sign that they're going with this, you know, monster Otis Kent might be a, a way to kind of bring him back, bring him back up to this level of you know, relative prominence again, rather than be, not being on the show at all. But two people that were on the show uh, last night, uh, one Carmella came out and uh, she had a match, and I was like, which of the other six women on SmackDown will she be facing? And it turned out to be the same one as last week with Morgan. And then I was like, okay. And then they put on a good match. I liked it. Uh, Liv Morgan got the one with like a. Um, like a slingshot pater in a way, you know, it was a pretty cool looking move. And, uh, but then of course you, you, you the classic criticism about 50, 50 booking, nobody really gets over. What's the point? Right. Um, you know, see, I keep saying the same line. Yeah, we should expect more. We should expect better. 50, 50 booking sucks. However, however, I'm okay with it. Cause Liv Morgan needs to win. Agreed. This was her, I believe I saw her first singles win of 2021. The robbery is June. So that's something. Uh, for me, you know, yes, she is the last member of the Riot Squad standing. Very tragic there. Um, by the very least now, I said, like I said last week, this could be a chance for her to kind of get her get her get her flowers in the sense of like now she they they almost have to push her in the sense that like she's one of the only seven women on smackdown at least until the draft so this could be a chance for us to for them to see what they've got with her you know we talked about it last week where once she was on raw uh with paul Heyman, he saw something in her he kind of gave her this this push you know at least and while he was at the helm and then you know ever since then she's kind of been floating around uh, a little aimlessly this is a chance to do something with her and i think she's obviously very talented she works very hard um anybody deserves a shot like that and now that they kind of almost have to i'm hopeful 
you know, now she could be kind of on, on the mend here. So in terms of like going from doing nothing to, you know, she pick up a win and maybe there's something to, you know, something to go off of here, you know, where we've got, well, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm hopeful right now. We've got, obviously got uh, Bianca as a champion. Maybe you could feud with Bailey, you know, after Bailey's done with Bianca, just to build up, build her up maybe as a more, you know, legitimate contender rather than just someone that's in these kind of, if you're not going to merge, the, if you're not going to merge the brands or merge the divisions, you need to just kind of let Liv Morgan run. I think a feud with uh, Bailey would be great. I think she's a shoe in to be a favorite for Money in the Bank. I don't know if she'll win it. I still think that's Sasha. Um, I, I see uh, James, friend of the show, saying Liv would make an interesting Lily. We got to get over this fantasy about Liv being in the Bray Wyatt universe somehow. I mean, she's rumored that maybe she's in around his real life circle, but that's another story. <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta get over this thing about Liv being in the funhouse. Yeah. I mean, and Hey, well, I mean, I hate to say it. We haven't seen Bray Wyatt since, we're after WrestleMania, so we have we've seen Bray Wyatt less than we've seen some people that were released a couple weeks ago. <laughs> like it's crazy. <laughs> it's just oh, it's unbelievable, man. It's wild where the company is. But uh yeah, man. The speaking of something that's a little weird. I mean, Carmella's out there um very much emphasizing that uh, she wants to be called the most beautiful woman in WWE. She asked the announcer to call her that uh before the match, but that was the follow-up of last week. She did the same thing after the match. Then she went up to Michael Cole and was like, hey, to, like talk about how beautiful I am. Then even after she lost, she said, you know, oh like I do so like the end still the most beautiful woman yeah. on SmackDown, Carmella. But again, but again, like We've talked about it before in terms of, you know, this feeling that the woman's vision is progressing even a little bit, you know, where, you know, this character, you know, I don't know if it rings reminiscent of the of the Divas era. And I it just doesn't really sit right with me. And then especially you look over on Raw with even 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 Marie coming in, you know, there's something some sign of concern there for me you know and, and it, like we talked about we've talked about it where you know they can say oh we, we had you know bianca and sasha made in WrestleMania, but then there's still these signs that you know i don't know you know the the, the the growth might be not as you know not as solid as you might hope you know am i, well, am I, am I off am i off base robert so i like this gimmick for carmella i liked it better when they started it and then they kind of just stopped it out of nowhere. She just went back to doing Melo's money and then just came back and was like, hey, I'm hot. Call me hot. Tell me I'm hot. So Carmella had said that she wasn't crazy about it. She liked it. She thought it was fun. But she wanted a little more substance. Yes, that's that's what I'm saying. That's and it. we definitely feel like we're going backwards about a good 10 years. But if it gets women on TV, I'm good with it. You know what I mean? Like, at this point, we have to think outside the box. I think they're showing a little bit of weariness with the, I just want to be a good wrestler and I'm here to wrestle. We saw that a lot over the last five years. And I think they want to go back to character-centric presentations, but they have to find a way to do that that isn't totally regressive. And, hey, look at how hot she is, even though, like, we want you to focus on her wrestling ability. Right. It's... it's, it's 
a tightrope. It's a balance. Yeah. It's a tightrope. Yeah, I agree. And that's more the strive for the where it's like, you know, I want a little more of a balance rather than a complete step in the other direction. But, you know, I, yeah, I would agree that at least they are on TV um, and that is good for them. Some some people, other people are on TV. Bailey and Seth Rollins are out there for Ding Dong Hello. When they announced this, I knew these two were about to create some some good old heel magic where they both feel very much like, you know, I think I may have said it last week, like 1960s Batman villains in their own ways. Where like Bailey had that thing last week where she uh, took over the Thunderdome with her the, her face laughing at Bianca and Seth this with, with his insane suits and this is very over the top character like. Put them together, it's it's bound to be fun. And then basically, this this whole segment was them laughing at Cesaro and Bianca Belair, and it was it was it was a fun time. Maybe I mean it, I I tweeted it last night. It works because their laughs are, or at least these in character laughs are actually annoying. I was like, all right, it's it's time to stop. But uh, and then Cesaro knocked on the door, ding dong, and then he, he Cesaro's back. He got beat down by Rollins a couple weeks ago, so he was got his got his revenge. Beat up uh, Rollins there, ripped ripped his fairly tame suit this week, uh, this time around. Ripped his suit. I, I like the suit. Yeah, I liked Rollins' suit this week. I think these two are great. They should just they should kind of move to being paired more regularly, just because. They have a great chemistry with one another, and they're so obnoxious. And it works because just two years ago, they were the uber fan favorite baby faces, and now they're just these obnoxious characters. It's fantastic. Uh, Rollins gets beat up again, and uh, Bianca comes out for a laugh. They should do a next tag next week. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know if we get the Hell in a Cell match. Now, now, now with Roman and Ray, uh, Roman and Ray, you know, I, I, have, I had thought this is all Rollins would be based on the the beatdowns we've seen, based on, um, you know, this has been a, a fairly heated program for the most part since WrestleMania, uh, and instead, yeah, Roman and Ray is going to probably get that spot, and you've probably got room for one more cell match. I don't know which brand's going to get it. Usually, there are three. You know, the obvious, there shouldn't there... be three. There is usually three these days. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. My concern is that if they don't go with the women people are gonna be upset so you know it's just one of those things but i and I'm, I'm sitting here on paper like we're just over a week uh literally a week and a day until hell in a cell so they've got one more show for Raw for smackdown neither if you look at the women's title programs i mean they've got the history there for charlotte and raya but they, that hasn't felt like this very bitter you know blood feud that you would really want for Hound Cell. Even Roman and Ray, very quickly, it's become something more personal like that, where it's about, you know, family beating up uh, Dominic, all that. And for Bailey and Bianca, it's a feud based on laughter. The fact that Bianca doesn't like the fact that Bailey laughs at her. Really, that's what that's what it is at this point. I don't see, I think that either one would be great Hound Cell matches. I'm talking about the story, you know, I and I think maybe of the two, um, Charlotte and Ray would make more sense, in, you know, in terms of having that that stipulation to, to I think they could have a more physical, but I also think that Bailey and Bianca could have the more entertaining. That's fair. I, I, I don't know. I'd like to see Bailey tie Bianca's braid up in the cage and just start swinging with some kendo sticks. Like, I think oh. that'd be a fun spot. Yeah. And a lot of these matches, by the way, I know I'm like, Saying, oh, that'd be a fun spot. But these matches now are built around spots. Well, what spots can we do? It's <laughs> not built around a blood feed anymore. And it's disappointing, but it is what it is. I will say, uh, 
ironically, you were talking about Bailey last year, last year, she did have her Hell in a Cell match with Sasha Banks. And there was kind of both. It was very much about this feud and the storyline. And they did a bunch of crazy spots as well. So yet again, you know, it's that balance for me where that's what it, when it really works the best. Right. And matches. I, Sasha, by the way, being very honest on the Stone Cold podcast saying, I don't want to do another Hell in a Cell match. I've done three and they hurt and I'm good. And that to me sells Hell in a Cell more than anything done in like the last decade, maybe even decade and a half. That and I heard a Drew McIntyre interview the other day where he was saying his Hell in a Cell match with Randy. I think when he took that fall off this, uh, the side of the cell, uh, he's, I think I thought he said he like bit through his tongue and like, and he, like, you know, I think he said something like uh, some of the things that he like, suffered or experienced in that match haven't fully healed yet like they still kind of like not entirely the same yeah imagine that cell matches are dangerous (laughs) you know like (laughs) we need more of those stories because i think we take them for granted now because it's not mick foley falling off the side of the cage right so it can't be that bad you know but no obviously these matches are still brutal and that's to me that's one reason why you want them to have these really you know heated blood feuds rather than just kind of we talked about last week throwing a hell in a cell around a random match so and hopefully the, the this this final week here will get a little more you know animosity and some of these dudes kind of quote i guess justify which matches get the hell in a cell situation like that uh we briefly talked about the street profits i do want to point out that well before martez 40 got beaten down by otis he picked up a win over tq by uh, over uh chad gable and i just want to say that the, the, both those guys very, very talented. Very, very talented. Uh, if if they if they ha- play the cards right, I think both guys could really be. They 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 they, have, they, 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 they both have bright futures. They both deserve to go places. And this is a question of whether WWE will, will let them. I, I, every week I'm saying Montez Ford is great. Everything he's just so good in the ring. He's everything about him. Gates got the look. He's got the charisma. And Chad Gable, excellent techno wrestler. I like him a lot. Um, and that's reason Gable reason needs to go. I'm sorry, like Gable. <laughs> Gable's not going to get anything there. The best thing they could give him was Shorty G. That was like their idea of, oh man, this will be great. Was Shorty G. Yeah. Kurt Angle says it almost every other podcast that he really wanted to be paired with American Alpha when Jason Jordan was still healthy and Chad Gable was still paired with him. Um, That was a great tag team. That's a tag team I wish we could see. In AEW, I can't imagine if Jason Jordan was still healthy. Jason Jordan, Chad Gable against, you know, Santana Ortiz. Jason Jordan, Chad Gable against the Bucks. Like, that's the match. That's something I'd want for him. He can still do it as a single, but I don't see it getting done in WWE. And now that there are options, I'd kind of like to see him go elsewhere. I remembered, uh, maybe been like month or two ago now but uh one of the guys in ftr like tweeted and kind of hinting like oh you know chad could like really surprise people in aw and you know, maybe that will be i mean you just mentioned it, it's an option not to say that it will happen won't happen but it's not the world the world where it's WWE and nothing else like obviously there are uh credible other options here and that's what um finish Nando saying gable will be great in aw or ring of honor i mean when you've got a guy that can really ring of honor has a pure division I mean, like, that is a guy who is tailor-made for a pure division. He's a former Olympian. Uh, he can go elsewhere and become more of a star. Yeah. And, uh, or there, I mean, 
I, I think he could. And in the meantime, again, I, the, at least in the short term, I like this feud with uh, the American Alpha and uh, or Alpha Academy and um, those three profits because at least they're giving both teams something to do. So I like that. Uh, lastly, here, one final note that we got yet another match between Shinsuke Nakamura and King Corbin. Fourth match in five weeks between these guys. And um, they're playing hot potato with this crown. Uh, Nakamura won again. Corbin talking about the match. Rick Boogs got involved. Nakamura got escaped with the crown and in, in, in his possession. But then Corbin whined to Adam Pierce saying, "Help me get my crown back." And then uh, next week we're gonna get we're gonna get the battle for the crown. These two guys will face off in match for the crown. Um, so that'll be. I, I, I have a problem. We have What's a pay per view next week. There's four matches signed. For this period, one of them actually, the Roman match isn't even signed yet. Right. There's four match. There's three matches signed. A potential fourth. Do the match at the pay per view. I understand you get paid more for TV. TVs are the money is now, but do the match at the pay per view, especially this match. This isn't like, oh man, this is drawing eyes to television. The pay per view needs matches. Right. Put this one on the pay per view. I am excited to see Baron Corbin just become Baron Corbin again. I think he's a really good badass character without the crown. Nakamura looks good with the crown. Maybe just leave it there, you know? Yeah. And that's it. Call spade a spade. This does feel like it would fit more on in your house. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like battle for the crown. It's very retro. It's very old school, but here, here we are. I'm excited for it. I would agree, and uh, friends from Nando agreeing that Corbin needs to move away from the King gimmick. Yes, it is long overdue. Uh, you know, he won it in 2019, so it's time to move on and give him uh, something else. And somebody asking a... us here, where were Rude and Ziggler? My guess is they're trying to figure out how they can get back to 2012 and get both of their careers back to where they were prominent singles dominating superstars. That's my guess as to where they were. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, man, yeah. I mean, once upon a time, these guys were rude. Should have headlined figures. WrestleMania, and Ziggler should have done it well before Rude got in the company. But that's another story. Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, used to be a huge, huge fan of Dolph Ziggler back in the day, and uh, just eventually, you know, gradually, WWE's kind of chipped away at that. And you I, can't do I don't like that the time frame when Dolph Ziggler was popular is now referred to as. Back in the day, because it feels like ages ago, Robert. Uh, for for me, I, I feels like just yesterday we were talking about you know Dolph Ziggler wins winning the bank. Dolph Ziggler has that awesome cash in. He's got AJ with him, and then you start to realize, oh, he had AJ with him. Uh, yeah, that was a long, a long time ago, right? Man, and a lot has changed, unfortunately. And um, for yeah, nearly for ten that... years. I yeah. mean, jeez, what a mistake. It's a real shame. I think he could have really been, yeah, like a really leading star for the company. And yeah, he's inside. He's been, old, you know, Mister Reliable, a guy that can always, you know, kind of count on. But I think he has deserved better in that sense. Uh, just to, to circle back uh, real quick here to Chad Gable, Anthony Manzano, wondering if you could see uh, Gable wrestling in New Japan wrestling or even All Japan. I mean, I think yeah. There's, I think a lot of the in a very different way though the narrative surrounding buddy murphy is this guy that could put on great matches in like the junior heavyweight division you could definitely say that of chad gable so i think you know if in a world where gable eventually you know moves on goes elsewhere he might take that approach he could you know gain, gain some 
if not legitimacy, like, you know, experience in New Japan like that, and then maybe go beyond that. You know, I think that, that I, I think it'd be a great, a great fit there. You know, that make, that, yeah, we were just talking about, yet, you know, another option for him with uh, AW Ring of Honor and the places. Yeah, New Japan's definitely an option. You know, currently so. New Japan's got their strong show. They're doing a lot of stuff in the US. I can see Chad Gable definitely go in there. Yeah. And, oh, I'd uh, like to see it too. You know, get, or I'd, I'd like to see him get better than uh, the short, the short EG treatment, even though he's moved beyond that now. This, uh, it's, it's left a stain on him. So, um, you know, at least in the short term, hopefully they'll again this feud with the three profits will kind of, you know, build him back up a little bit. But he, yeah, he's uh, he's uh, had a rough a rough go of it in his WWE run so far. But maybe this week was a step in the right direction, and that leads me to Robert. What did you think of this week this week's episode of SmackDown? I mean, overall, I thought it was a pretty good show. I mean, again, when Roman Reigns pretty much takes up an hour of the show. <laughs> It's pretty hard to have a bad show um, when Roman's doing doing great, and when the storyline justifies it, when they're when they're doing a good job uh, telling the story rather than just like continually. When it's, it's not repetitive to me. Like they're, they're telling this this branching storyline here, and it works. So then you know when he's taking up a lot of the time doing great stuff, then the rest of the show, yeah, it's, uh, we got the comment that some of it is filler, fine, but there's some good stuff here. Uh, there, I I like what we're seeing. Um, I don't know. Beyond the Roman stuff, yeah, I would agree. That's that's not great. But. It's a solid seven for me, and that seven is entirely Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is the seven that makes this show. I would agree. I think seven's fair because I think the Roman stuff ph- phenomenal. It's terrific, and then for uh, in some other ways, like. I feel like I say it almost every week now. These feuds kind of keep going on. You know, you got Bailey and Bianca still going on. Uh, one, the one, the the incentive to, when the feud started wasn't great anyway. Now the feuds are spelled laughing. Then you've got Cesaro and Rollins still going again, kind of just like turning it on still over and over again. And I think if they, presuming they get a match at Hell in a Cell, will be great. But again, it's just like you know, we're, this, it's dragging on, and it's creating this feeling that Smackdown was kind of like you know stuck in this kind of. I don't know, almost like a treadmill where it's like kind of you know staying consistent and flat and like you know not really changing a lot other than the Roman stuff. So it is this weird like the Roman stuff's great and they kind of you look under that and it's like all right, well we're kind of getting the more of the same here in some ways, but because the Roman stuff is so good, SmackDown is a very good show every week and I like it a lot. So my kind of kind of one nothing else with a seven point five. Anthony Manzano was six point seven. Finish on Nando just below a seven with a six point nine. So it feels like that's kind of roughly the range here you know it's like not a bad show by any means but you know i remember one i think when we started off i was pretty regularly given like an eight because the, the roman stuff was still so new and fresh and exciting and now and maybe maybe even then you know, they had some some more substance beyond the roman stuff now it feels like the roman stuff is great and then beyond that not so much but it is so good that i really do consider smackdown to me probably i would i'd probably call it my favorite show of the week and i say it's on the smackdown podcast but you know it's it's good it's... stuff man it's the best WWE show of the week. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't watch. I'm currently not watching NXT. I kind of have Tuesday nights to chill, so I'm watching NXT in a bit. Maybe I will, uh, you know, binge before in your house, and that'll change. But SmackDown is a great show compared to Raw, which is just a steaming pile of crap with, you know, horror movie endings that we'll all be laughing at in the very near future and talking about how the hell is this even on TV. Robert, you would have like, you would have like gone off on me if we were doing the show together on Monday. Cause I was sitting there for a solid like five minutes 
not necessarily defending the Lily stuff, but uh, at least saying, at least, hey, at least it was different. And we know we've talked about different not always being good, but because overall, I'm so desperate for it to be different. I look at that, I'm like, all right, at least they're giving us something that we didn't see coming. I, you know, I think it's passable if it doesn't end the show. But when yeah. this is what's closing out your three hour marathon program, oh no, 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 like, what an awful, awful ending. Raw, well, Raw had an awful, awful ending, but SmackDown did not. I like the ending. Of SmackDown. SmackDown had a great ending. With Dominic getting power bombed out of the ring, good stuff, man. And I, I, it was a good show. And uh, you know, we're we're one week away here, wait a week and a day from Hell in a Cell. So next week will be the go home show. Robert, you and I will be back here on Saturday because AEW was still on Fridays for now, uh, thanks to the NBA. So we'll be back here on Saturday with, with the SmackDown Double Down. And then John Clark and I cover both Raw and NXT after those shows on Monday and Tuesday. The Dynamite Dudes of Attitude. Uh, cover all things AEW, and they also do WCW written talking about things smoking WCW. Lots of fun stuff there. Constantly a great stream of interviews coming at you guys with uh, Bill Pritchard recently interviewed Sean Spears, he interviewed Eric R- Eric Redbeard, Fred Rosser. I interviewed um, Josh Woods from Ring of Honor. All this great stuff and more. Make sure to leave like and subscribe. You know, SoundCloud, Spotify, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be, we've got you covered. So. Uh, Robert, you know, this weekend we've got, any, oh, well, I should say, we also, we also have In Your House, John Clark will be talking about, uh, and I will be talking about In Your House tomorrow on Sunday, right after that show as well. So there's lots of good stuff to enjoy. And uh, again, SmackDown is a good show, and they get a very least 10 shows above Raw. But if, even if that's not your thing, you know, there's AEW, Ring of Honor, MLW, New Japan, all these things and more. Wrestling is fun, even if, you know, maybe outside WWE especially, but uh, there's lots of good stuff to look forward to, and especially here when we're Oh, so close to things supposedly at least in wrestling going back to normal uh in this this summer just next month so there's lots of good stuff and uh robert above all of all everything else there's one thing we do here about zone can you tell me what it is enjoy wrestling indeed thanks for listening everybody